Welcome to Escaping Purgatory, a podcast where we rewatch Supernatural, then talk it through in the hopes that we can finally escape this show. Join us each week and leave comments on upcoming episodes, and together we can escape Supernatural Purgatory. Well, hi. Hello. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this episode, uh, we, I think I said it last week, is. Eh. <laughs> it really is. It, yeah. So as I got halfway through this episode and I was like, why am I even watching it? <laughs> That's the sign of a good supernatural episode. Because <laughs> I was like, nothing comes of it. No. And so I, I said this before we started recording that like, I didn't quite understand the anger towards this episode because I was like, how bad could it really be? And it really is not good. <laughs> the thing about it is it's like, it could have been a fine standalone episode that no one would have really asked many questions about because they let monsters get away all the time. Except mm-hmm. Cass specifically calls his child the Antichrist. <laughs> yeah, and like <laughs> someone who can destroy all of the angels and like they just sort of don't try to tra- track him down. He's the anti-Jack. He's the anti-Jack, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the truth. Um, so yeah, this episode is season five, episode six. I believe the children are our future. Uh, written by Andrew Dabb and Daniel Laughlin. Right, this is even more wild, right? Because it's written by Dabb, who was showrunner at the end of Supernatural. So like, why not just do this callback? You wrote this stupid shit like episode, <laughs> <laughs> right? And like, did he not realize that he had already written Jack all this time ago? <laughs> I mean, maybe this is where Jack came from. He's like, no, I really want to do like an like a demon human hybrid, but like I kind of already did it. So, yeah. but it turns that to angels, and I'm like we'll just get Jack and be fine. Because <laughs> there were definitely some lines in this that, like, yeah, that's Jack. Like, yeah, um, I think one of them was Lucifer will twist this boy to his purpose. Right. That's exactly what happened. <laughs> <laughs> do you think that maybe andrew dev was like kind of mad that this episode didn't get the reception that he wanted so he was just like oh let's redo it when i become showrunner like playing the long game well (laughs) so the thing is like you said it would have been fine if they like followed up with it but after this like there's not like there's no ever i don't feel like there's ever a mention of this child no there isn't because people did speculate as well, you know, when they were getting close to the end, people were wondering, like, what could happen, the throwback, like, what callbacks could they make? And this was a major mm-hmm. one. People have been talking about Jesse since this episode. <laughs> but, like, what part is he going to play in the apocalypse? Like, how is he going to... Because he's so powerful and could destroy the whole host of heaven. Like, he must play some role. Nah. Nah. I also said to Amy that maybe it was a backdoor pilot, like... <laughs> Something because it is clear. So I, I know we're jumping ahead because I, I really, I don't really care for this episode. I, it's really weird for me like not, like I don't, I really do not have any feelings or thoughts about this episode beyond like it's, it exists. Yeah. Um. So like I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but when he's at the end going through the house and stuff mm-hmm. and he's looking at the, his wall of like, I guess holiday pictures or like cut out magazine yeah. cuts, cutouts. It's clear that he's gone to like the Pacific North, like not Pacific Northwest, what I'm talking about, 
the like Pacific Islands, right? Yeah. He, was, he has like Hawaii, mm-hmm. maybe even Australia, like that kind of region. So yeah. like, obviously Dean is never going to go there because he doesn't want to get on a plane. <laughs> <laughs> so like maybe they would do like, you know how they had them, eventually they had the men of letters of England or British men of letters. Yeah. Is there an Australian? This is also the problem with this episode, right? Supernatural is so US centric that going to Australia is enough to outrun the apocalypse because it's only happening in America. The apocalypse could only ever happen in America. The rest of the world, fine. Paradise. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I guess we can get into it and um, we'll just talk about nothing together. <laughs> It'll be fine. You know, we'll pad it out. We go. Oh, yeah. I got some. Yeah, I got some things. I got some things. <laughs> <laughs> I think I said my two main points, to be honest. The rest of it's all just like, what's happening? Um, so uh, we have our recap. I was kind of excited for this recap because it was talk- like it was showing Sam and Dean like fighting various different monsters mm-hmm. while uh, Sam is talking about how, you know, we've got to grab onto what's ever in front of us and just kick its ass and we'll go down fighting. That's got nothing to do with this episode. No. <laughs> <laughs> like, they're actually at odds for a lot of this episode mm-hmm. as to what to do. So, yeah. anyway, I don't know. And then we cut to a young woman and she's, like, sat in front of a TV. I'm not sure what movie's on, but it's, like, like an, maybe, like, a 60s horror movie. It feels very Alfred Hitchcock-esque. The dog barking... And I know I've got this wrong. I think, I feel like the dog barking makes me think of like Dawn of the Dead, like the old one. Mm. I, is it that one? I, I might be wrong, but yeah, yeah, it's got that feel to it. You're right. Mm-hmm. There were so many directions that this episode could have gone in because the way she sat so close to the TV, it felt very like poltergeist-ish, mm-hmm. right? I think that was a reference because I literally said out loud, like who sits in front of the TV like this? <laughs> yeah like especially she's a teenager mm-hmm. as well like because she's babysitting and a boy yeah like that kind of sitting so close to tv is like literally like a five-year-old right yeah but she sits down she starts brushing her hair and then she's calling out to her babysitter like the boy that she's <laughs> <Yeah>. watching <laughs> she goes over to a closet and he's there like and he looks like he's he's dead with an arrow through his head but it's just like one of those halloween prank things mm-hmm. um and it's ketchup on his head not blood that's the best looking blood ketchup i've ever seen <laughs> it's good this kid has a future in special effects Definitely. exactly yeah good for you jimmy yep uh jimmy's just being a creepy boy don't let your sons say this to babysitters because he's like i'll go to bed if you let me touch your boob i was like i would no. be ashamed ashamed of my child if they said something like that's the babysitter right like show respect to everybody please that's that's not okay Mm -hmm. not even a little bit it's then later on in the evening and the parents come back home and the father goes over to amber who looks to be asleep on the couch tries to like shake her awake but there's no response and then he like turns her over and her head's like it looked like her brain was exposed. This is why I thought it was a zombie movie on the TV. Because like, it looks like her brain's been eaten mm-hmm. by a zombie. 
I don't know. Which very could very well could be. Mm. Uh, and then the father yells out, Francine! <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why the way that he yelled that made me laugh so much, but it was just like, I, I heard like, fancy. I didn't realize he said Francine. <laughs> like full disclosure, I was, <laughs> I was cleaning my living room floor while I was watching this episode. So mm-hmm. like, I had the subtitles on. And I still didn't understand what he shouted. So I was like looking up every now and then because I was like proper like old school cleaning my floor. Mm. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> this guy, he, he brought his whole acting to this, I feel. Yeah, he did. Yeah. yeah. That, that was his, uh... I mean, he did have a pretty good voice crack in there to be fair. <laughs> he was like, this is my moment. <laughs> this is my moment. <laughs> So Sam and Dean, they go to the morgue to see this girl. They're in their suits. They're actually in their suits for a lot of this episode. That's true. Yeah. I don't think about that, but you're right. I thought about it and I didn't know. There was something about them talking, like later on, talking to Cass while in their suits, maybe showing they were kind of on the side of heaven kind of thick because all the angels wear suits. Mm. And I thought, I'm thinking too much about this mediocre episode. So, <laughs> just trying to add some meat into it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was a choice, and I quite liked it, to be fair. Yeah, me too. It's, it's funny because now that you say that, like, um, I did have, like, a bit of, like, oh, they're men in black this episode. And yeah. they really were because they were in suits so often. That's true, actually. Yeah. They're, uh, they live up to the, like, titles that they're trying to pass off onto people later as well. Like, you know, it kind of makes sense. Very Marvel mm-hmm. shield. Yeah. (laughs) so they finally called themselves agent page and plant so yeah i mean it was coming the thing is if someone turned up to my door and was like agent plant i'd be like no that's a that's a fake name yeah right the thing is that you'd immediately call it out your name's plant like robert plant you know like led zeppelin you would say it right you would say it come on it's famous enough i mean not everybody knows who the like members of a band are though but like Robert Plant though. <laughs> you would think so but I, I feel like well okay may, maybe in 2009 and like when this was set but I, I feel like if you did it now it'd have to be more yeah. like Mick and Jack like Michael Jagger like yeah. people would be like no that's not real <laughs> yeah I just it's just weird they chose this moment. I don't know. In this episode. <laughs> I know. This is the real reason why they never got any Led Zeppelin uh, yeah. licenses because they put their names to this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I really hope. And I know Led Zeppelin never give their... They don't give their rights out for anything, really. Not really. Mm-hmm. Not for, like, a lot. Um, I really hope that Jensen managed to get at least one Led Zeppelin song into the Winchesters at some point. Like, that would be amazing. After none in Supernatural, like, Mm -hmm. for the whole 15 years. Come on. But if you can do it. (laughs) (laughs) Just just that one, like, just just 10 seconds of something. (laughs) Yeah, just something. And we're like, ah, you did it. (laughs) (laughs) So they're talking to this doctor. And they're like, oh, the police report said something clawed through her skull. And the guy's like, no. <laughs> my, have you not read my autopsy report? And uh, Sam says something about like the server being down. 
Um, because originally they thought this girl was attacked by a wolf because it was a really deep cuts brain showing. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the doctor found in her temporal lobe, he found a press-on fingernail. So what? just showing that she had clawed through her own like skull and mm-hmm. they do question this and he's like oh it would have taken hours and like been really painful but yeah it looks like she did it and her hand is missing a finger now mm-hmm. i only ever worn press-ons once and they come off really hard i mean i guess like if you're no i don't want to think about it <laughs> <laughs> yeah nope don't want to think know. about it either <laughs> no the funniest thing about this is um, the doctor saying like, oh, maybe it was some kind of like phantom itch, you know, in an extreme case. And when Sam asked like what that is, um, the doctor's like, you know, someone just talking about an itch or even thinking about one, you can't stop scratching. And Sam does this really good like nose, like bewitched nose wrinkle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and of course they both start scratching. I also scratch my nose while I was watching this as well. Yep, yeah. me too. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, not... I think I scratched my, my head. <laughs> yeah, like somewhere. It's a bit mm-hmm. um, It's true. It's like, um, and just to annoy our listeners, when someone suddenly makes you aware that you have your tongue in your mouth and then you're just yeah. aware of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <Nice> feeling. <laughs> <laughs> so Sam and Dean go to see Jimmy and his like parents to find out from the crime scene what happened. And they're asking the other, you know, the questions. Were there any cold spots? Sam asked about strange smells. And I was like, what? I realized he meant sulfur, but I was like, like what strange smell? <laughs> Ghost smells. <laughs> Do you know what's really funny? Like, instead of asking if, so I recently had a gas leak in my house. Mm-hmm. All fixed, no, nothing to worry about. They could literally just ask if there was, if they smelled like gas in the house because they make it smell like rotten eggs. Yeah, exactly. That's so true. So instead of asking if they smelled sulfur, which people are going to be like, what? Why would I have ever smelled sulfur in my life? Yeah. If you said, have you smelled rotten eggs? That's such a good explanation for this as well. To be like, oh, you know, they asked, like, oh, I think it might be a gas leak. Maybe it made her, you know, act in a weird way or something. Yeah. That's such a good cover. Why do they not do... Belatedly, they, ne- they don't know about the whole gas having sulfur or whatever it is in it. They do use this in season 15, at the beginning of season 15 to clear out the town. They do, but that's ghosts, not demons. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's just dumb. Like they, 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 the one time that they could actually... <sighs> yeah. Uh, anyway, this is... I don't, I don't understand why they never just said, did you smell gas? Yeah, that makes total sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which are then covered, like, asking about a cold spot, because especially if it's cold. Yeah. Like, well, do you have a, did you smell a gas leak? Yeah. In this cold spot? <laughs> or, like, if you ask someone, like, have you, you know, have you smelled any gas? People be like, oh, no, but I have smelled this weird smell. Right. Because that's just how people's brains work. Anyway, they're bad detectives, FBI <laughs> agents, hunters. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, while Sam is questioning the dad, Dean, of course, sees Jimmy, the little boy, and is like, yes, I bond with children easily. Let me go talk to them. (laughs) Um, He walks up to him and says, you know, Amber was your babysitter. And Dean says, most of my babysitters sucked. And I was like, 
I guess he means like other hunters, you know, that dad left him with. That makes sense. Yeah. And Bobby. (laughs) (laughs) And also like, who's Mrs. Chansey? Who is... Anyway, fine. Um, I would just imagine that it's this like, maybe it's a time that John dropped him off at like a library or something for like a day camp type deal where there's no school or anything. Mm. So instead of just leaving, well, I was going to say so leave him in the motel, but he did that anyway. But I don't know. Could just be like she's a librarian in my mind, <laughs> or like a lady that runs like a magic shop or something. And she's like, yeah. "No, I need to watch my dynasty, and you go to bed." <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, Dean thinks that his kid's seen something strange. And, like, the kid's like, no. <laughs> and Dean basically threatens his child. <laughs> we're going to start talking truth, or are you and me going to have to take a little trip downtown? The way that he, like, puts his hand on his shoulder is yeah. just like, I can't lie to this FBI guy. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, after threatening this child, you know, that he's going to arrest this child, he admits to putting itching powder on this girl's hairbrush which we saw her brushing her hair with so it makes sense why as a babysitter are you bringing your hairbrush i thought the same thing what are you doing (laughs) girl what are you doing like i thought maybe it was like because it was a babysitter and this is supernatural i thought maybe it'd be like a stupid i'm gonna have my boyfriend over Mm. while i babysit kind of thing no that didn't even happen (laughs) It's a very, I feel like there's a very tenuous link between like zombie movie wanting to see the, do the brain shot. Oh, how are we going to get itching powder on her head? Okay. Hairbrush. I mean, he literally yeah. could have just like, she could have been napping and he could have like sprinkled it on her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, they're walking out and Sam says to Dean like, there's no way. It's just ground up maple seeds. And they don't have any idea, really, of what's going on. And, like, Sam pretty much through this is like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't really even do that much research. Like, Dean keeps asking him, like, you got any ideas? And he's like, nah, no. <laughs> <laughs> and it's Dean who does the experiments in this, too. So <laughs> Yeah. Sam gets a phone call as they walk to the Impala. And he's like, yeah, we'll be right there. So another body's turned up or something. Mm-hmm. Um, they go to the hospital and there's, like, a body bag coming out. And they asked the doctor what happened. The guy got electrocuted. They don't know how, though. But there's another gentleman in a chair. Mr. Stanley, it was just a joke. I didn't know it would really work. This guy looks at Dean and says, all I did was shake his hand. And he's having he has in his, his hand one of those buzzer things that mm-hmm. goes like... Bzz. And like shocks you a little bit. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, another death another, with another sort of prank thing. This <laughs> is got to be my favourite scene out of the whole entire episode, I will say. <laughs> I feel like the goggles are... A, I, I know not everything's a reference, but I feel like the goggles... Didn't Jensen wear a pair of goggles like that in My Bloody Valentine with the flap? I, he might have done because he was a minor. Yeah. So they put on their goggles and they have like a ham. <laughs> I, right. I can't say the word ham without immediately thinking about rum ham from <laughs> 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 Philadelphia. 
Oh, I, want to, I really want to make one. And I like don't eat meat, really. But <laughs> I mean, I guess you, instead of doing a whole ham, you could just get like a little Did you like rum pork chop. tofu. <laughs> I mean, you can rum anything. I've, I've, done, I've done rum cookies, not cookies, uh, brownies. Oh, that's pretty good. They were really good. That's the thing about the episode, like sitting in like a dinghy or a rubber ring on the ocean with like just a big like hunk of rum ham. Like that is actually the dream and I'm fully on board with that. <laughs> as long as there's like a boat nearby that can rescue me when I'm done. <laughs> yeah. That's all I do if I go to the beach. It's like I usually take one of those rubber rings. I just like sit in it and like for hours mm. and just bake in the sun. You get it really sunburnt because I'm super white. <laughs> 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 um, anyway so they have this ham and Dean like has the buzzer in his hand and he's just like really tentatively pressing it and as he does it it, it cooks the ham like you see like a jolt of lightning and it is like <laughs> <laughs> and Dean says that'll do pig it's a great line <laughs> so yeah it, it they don't know how it works. It doesn't have batteries. It's like a wind-up toy. Um, and Sam's like, maybe it's a cursed object. That's why Dean is touching it. <laughs> exactly. That is why Dean is touching it. Um, Dean pulls out a knife and like eats a bit of the ham and suggests there might be a witch. And, you know, they, there's no real connection between them other than maybe they were bought from the same shop. So they're going to look for someone that sells itching powder and they're called joy buzzers. Mm-hmm. Have you ever used one of those? No, I don't think I have. I think I have had one, but it's like a plastic bit of crap. Like it really doesn't do anything, and like it's so mm-hmm. obvious you have it in your hand. It's like massive. What is your favorite prank? Do you think you know kitty ones like this? Um, the removable finger. I think is probably like. <laughs> <laughs> Because I think that that generates the like best reaction. Because if you're not, ex- I mean, it never worked for me because that's usually a white finger and hey. I don't have white hands. <laughs> so when I've seen it done right, it's probably my favorite. <laughs> yeah, I am partial to werewolf cushion. I have had some. I don't know why. It seems to have like loads around my house when I was a child. <laughs> I remember one we had. This is like innovation. Because normally you have to like blow up a whoopee cushion is really hard. Mm-hmm. This had like a sponge inside, so it would like self inflate once you'd like pressed it down. Yeah, that's amazing. I know. <laughs> that's actually <laughs> that's living in the year twenty three. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh. So yeah, they walk into this shop called the Conjur- Conjurarium. Conjurarium. Yeah, sounds about right. Sure. And when they they walk in, the door, someone laughs and the door chimes again. Like there's something going on with like, it's ha ha joke time. Mm-hmm. Dean does pick up a whoopee cushion and like takes it to the counter as they're walking past. Um, I thought he was going to, look, I thought he was going to steal it. He does eventually pay for it in this this episode. <laughs> like he does while they're talking to this guy. Um mm-hmm. Yeah, I was like, yeah, yeah, just put that in my jacket. 
I think after talking to the owner, like seeing how depressed this owner is, he's probably like, let me give him some money. Yeah, probably like $2 or something. Yeah. So, um, you know, they do talk to the owner and ask him about this itching powder in the buzzer. And he says, you know, he sold one each. He sells so little that he remembers selling these. <laughs> yeah. This is pretty sad. I mean, to be fair, mm. I don't imagine that joke shops do have big business these days. Not uh, as big as that shop is, no. no. Like, they're usually in, like, party shops, which have, like, everything. Mm. Yeah, that's or, true. Or, like... Or in like a Target or something where they're like at the front. Mm-hmm. Like it's, I don't feel like, uh, yeah, I've seen shops like that, but they're usually they're usually in like tourist trap areas, like sort of like the pier of San Francisco yeah. or like certain areas of New York and stuff like that. But you're you're not gonna find it in some little town in <laughs> Nebraska, <laughs> which is where we are. At. <laughs> I feel like if this, I saw one now, I'd just assume it was like a front something else yeah, yeah right <laughs> like how are you still in business yeah exactly <laughs> so um you know he's not his business is not doing well they don't buy much but they're more than happy to break stuff these days all they care about are iphones and those kissing vampire movies so he's really angry um mm-hmm. and he's like so you hate them he's like There's, you wish there was something you could do about it and the guy's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Super leading him into like being more and more angry. Like that's not what. <laughs> I think the guy thought they were like commiserating with him. You know, stay yeah. kid these days. <laughs> so <laughs> Dean goes, so you're taking revenge. And then like grabs a rubber chicken and just like destroys it with this buzzer. <laughs> it, like melts into the counter. Um, and the guy is just, in disbelief and yeah something tells me this guy is not a, a powerful witch in front of this guy and then they just leave <laughs> he's just like sorry sorry <laughs> so like, these guys came in bought a whoopee cushion first of all said like you know kids these days melted a rubber chicken and then <laughs> she accused you of being a witch and left like <laughs> yep yep that's exactly what they did and like the guy is just presumably fine or he's closed up shop probably closed up shop to be honest yeah it's like cut your losses man yeah mm-hmm. so after they leave we cut to another house there's oh i already knew where this was going and i hated it <laughs> so this little girl has lost her tooth and he's and her dad's like put it under your pillow and the, the tooth fairy will come and give you a quarter and even the girls are like, some freak's going to come into my room and take my tooth. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so he tucks her in and like says, bye, good night. And then later on, we see the girl like go into her dad's room and put her tooth under his pillow. Mm-hmm. She's like, ha ha, fairy can get you. Yeah. <laughs> and then... This man appears wearing a like fairy outfit mm-hmm. and just says like hold still and then you see in silhouette like a pair of pliers and he's like pulling a tooth out. Horrible, hate it, do not want. So the whole time I was thinking is watching that, I was like, Oh, is this the inspiration for that tooth fairy movie with the rock in? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> this idea of like this dude just in a basically dressed up as a fairy yeah um being a tooth fairy like you know 
it feels very 2000s humor <laughs> it it totally is yeah it totally is <laughs> i hate i hate things to do with teeth it's not nice i mean i for, it didn't really bother me mm. this one just because it's done in silhouette and it's just like it's very exaggerated so like i was just like oh yeah oh well yeah. I I didn't even catch on that like he'd removed all his teeth Ooh. until like later on. I was like, oh, he's just took one tooth, but no, he took all of the teeth. And the molars. And <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess teeth thing just don't really, unless it's like on screen. Mm. Uh, it doesn't really. That's doesn't get to me. That's, yeah, no, okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> it could also be that this episode was just like, what is going on? <laughs> Like this, the beginning of this episode feels very different to the end of this episode. Totally, yeah. Like, so this episode takes like a full, like hard left turn. <laughs> right. <laughs> this could have been just like bedtime stories, mm-hmm. or any of the other prank episodes that they've done on each other. Right. Yeah. And the problem is, is like they. I, I feel like they wrote a filler episode, and then they were like oh yeah, the apocalypse is happening. Better tie this in somehow. Yeah. Mm. So we're back, we're at the hospital and uh, Dean is flirting with a nurse. The way that he like goes to grab her name tag just makes me really uncomfortable. Don't flirt with people at work. They do it. So it turns out that the person who had removed all of this man's teeth Mm -hmm. was five foot 10, 350 pounds. I don't think that's accurate because this guy looked really skinny. Yeah. And he had wings and a pink tutu and said it was a tooth fairy. Dean like brushes it off and he's like, so obviously he was whacked out on tooth, uh, on painkillers. But the, the guy got past locked doors and windows and without triggering, triggering the alarm. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he left 32 quarters under this guy's pillow. So yeah, one for each tooth. Though shouldn't he have left 33 because his daughter's tooth was also there. Plot hole. <laughs> <laughs> that. That's your issue. (laughs) Um, And in the hospital, there's some other weird things that are happening. There's a couple of kids who have um, ulcers in their stomach from mixing pop rocks and coke. Mm -hmm. And another guy whose face is frozen that way and sounds like what way? And Dean demonstrates. I accidentally paused it right as he demonstrated (laughs) the look on his face. And I was just like... How can that face turn into this face? Because <laughs> he goes all in with the cross-eyed and the showing of his like teeth and everything. It's just, like <laughs> disarming <laughs> that way. And uh, they're like, "Well, none of this really kind of makes sense." Dean started talking about sea monkeys, and I'm not entirely sure how he got onto the subject of sea monkeys. I also rewound this. Was like, "How do we get onto sea monkeys?" Because <laughs> like, I mean. There's just a literal jump from like talking about having his ma- this man's face frozen, yeah, and having like cosmetic surgery to fix it to sea monkeys. It's like I do this. I'm really bad at doing this. Everyone knows me. I'm bad at doing this. I could continue a conversation in my head that no one else knows, and then just <laughs> right. randomly I'll be like, "Oh yeah, <laughs> this happened to me literally yesterday. I saw a boat that was called." Like Bantam Blue, right? And I was like, Bantam, I've heard that word before. Mm-hmm. Not joking, three hours later, <laughs> I just suddenly went, It's a chicken! <laughs> <laughs> and my husband was like, What's a chicken? I was like, The Bantam. And he hadn't seen me read this boat. 
<laughs> no, I was thinking about it for the past three hours. Literally, I was just like, check in. And so I had to explain the whole process. But this is what happened here. <laughs> <laughs> really is. Like, I can't... I understand where the thought trail comes from. Mm -hmm. Like he's talking about how he thought things were real when he was a kid. Like yeah. that a sea monkey was a sea monkey, not a shrimp. Mm -hmm. But like, what? Yeah. <laughs> um, Sam's like, well, it's got to be something powerful. It has the powers of a god or of a trickster. Yeah, the sense of humor of a nine-year-old. Are you? <laughs> Dean looks so offended. <laughs> I mean, the pranks they play on each other, it's already shown it. Like this is this this would have been perfect fodder for them to mess with each other. Right. And like he literally picked up a whoopee cushion. So how can he be offended? He literally picked up something from the joke shop. <laughs> Dean doesn't like to admit his childish side. He's badass hunter man. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's very true. Yeah. So they're back at the motel and Dean's making a, has eating a sandwich from the ham. Um, Sam is not impressed and Dean says, well, we don't have a fridge, which makes me really nervous as that ham's just been sitting out there. Like, yeah, you can get real bad, real bad food poisoning from pork. I can't remember what it's called, like trick or something. It's nasty. Don't, yeah. don't mess with pork, like undercooked, no. And they don't know they cooked it right because they literally electrocuted it. Right. And um, so Sam has mapped out all of the things that have happened and where they've happened. And it's shown like a, like he's basically CSIing it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. Where then the central point is this um, farmhouse. Uh, and Dean asks if they're in the radius. And he's like, yeah. And Sam asks why. And Sam, like Dean lifts up his hand and he has a hairy palm. Um, Dean says, I got bored and that nurse was hot. <laughs> Sam was says, you know, you can go blind from that too. Like they lined up so many things. Yeah. Like, why didn't he go blind? <laughs> like that would have been, yeah. Temporary blindness from, yeah. Would have been funny. It like, can you imagine they, they, he, he tries to go out to the car, can't see the car or anything. So Sam has to drive him out there yeah, and then drive him to the next location mm -hmm. after all of this happens. It just, it'd be funnier. I just, I want the, the like stupid moment where he like pats Cass's face, like Cass, is that you? <laughs> with his hairy palms. <laughs> or no. with his stubbly hand palms because he goes and shaves them. Oh. <laughs> Work. Uh, I was thinking about like, oh. yeah, you can, shave, you can shave any part of your body, but like, like it will just come back like stubble, surely. <laughs> having stubble <laughs> hands is like, like palms is worse than having hairy hands, surely. <laughs> <laughs> they come actually would catch on your clothes. I don't want to think about it. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Sam yells after Dean to not use his razor. He used his razor for sure. Definitely did. So they get to the farmhouse and they try to lockpick the door, but this little boy opens the door. His name is Jesse. We'll get to that. We've already said who he is at the beginning of this episode. And they show him their FBI badges. Okay, so an improvement on this, right? Mm -hmm. So we've already, like, why couldn't he have been older? Like, it doesn't really make sense as to why this is such a mature child. 
think it's because, and the only point to this episode is that Sam needs to see himself in this child as like young oh, latchkey yeah. kid with mm-hmm. no choice in his fate. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fair. Ugh. Um, so this Jesse kid is making, like, he eventually trusts them and lets them in. And he's making soup. Sam's like, where I used to make my own dinner too. It's just like, actually, you kind of didn't. <laughs> I thought that too. That's a Dean line, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. No Sam, Dean made your dinner. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe it got to the point though that Dean would be taken out on hunts with John. So Sam was left alone a fair bit. And Dean notices on the fridge that there's this, what looks like, see, this is what I mean by 350 pounds. That guy is not 350 pounds <laughs> in that picture. <laughs> he looks like a slim, slim person. So I don't, anyway. No. Um, so Dean says, this is what you think the tooth fairy looks like. And uh, Jess is like, yeah, that's what my dad told me. What, didn't your dad tell you about the tooth fairy? My dad? <laughs> well, my dad told me different stories. And Jesse's well, the tooth fairy is in the story. Because he's he's obviously, I would say he, this kid is about nine years old, right? I think he's supposed to be about nine. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's fine. So for us, that's just before you go into senior school. And I feel like senior school is when, like, you sort of drop all of the believing in. I, mean, I think I believed in Father Christmas till I was 10. So it tracks. Mm-hmm. That's quite late as well, though. I, was a, I, <laughs> I believed in magic as a child. So then, then Dean goes on to say, like, he gets, he pulls out the joy buzzer mm-hmm. and says, so, you know, the the kid freaks out. It's like, you shouldn't have one of those. They can really, they can kill you. They can electrocute you. Actually, it can't. It's just a wind-up toy. It's totally harmless. It doesn't even have batteries. I mean, all it does is just shaking your hand. It's kind of lame. See? And then he touches <laughs> Sam and <laughs> It's such a good moment. Like this is perfect pranks. Yeah. Like this episode had so many good opportunities, and like this, they they did use it on this occasion, but like never again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <sighs> Absolutely wild that he was just like, oh, I've got a really good theory. I'm just gonna like not kill my brother. Like. <laughs> <laughs> So as they're leaving the farmhouse, Sam does like, he's like, you could, you know, you, you could have killed me. Like, you risked my ass on a hunt. <laughs> <laughs> and then Sam says, well, now we know who's turning this town into Willy Wonka's worst nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> Lines in this. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, everything that Jesse believes comes true. You know, the tooth fairy, the joy buzzers, the itching powder, etc. And, um... But if we, they convince him that it doesn't work, then that's how it works. Because it's like in his zone mm-hmm. of, of effect. What's that word? What's that called? Zo- yeah, ZOE, zone, zone of effect, right? Or AOE. AOE, yeah. Area of effect. That's the one I'm thinking of. So long since I've played WoW. Okay, this is an issue that I have with this. They blatantly... Right, no. I know. You're going to sigh. I know I've talked too much about Neil Gaiman in this series season. <laughs> this kid is blatantly just Adam from Good Omens. Yep. And now that he's, when as soon as you said Neil Gaiman, I was like, oh yeah, yeah, I see it now. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely, 100%. They've got the same powers, that their reality becomes true. 
They have like mm-hmm. an air zone, an area of effect that they mm-hmm. operate within. Although it does eventually go worldwide for Adam. They're both the Antichrist. I say that with quotation marks because I don't actually think this kid is the Antichrist. Well, so the way that they explain it. Yeah. Nah. It, it, it kind of annoys me because this episode's not that good. And then it's not even like an original idea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's... Yeah. You've done something else that already exists. You've just done it like poorly. I think that just annoys me a little bit. It's just a bit lazy. Yeah. And like like I said, this, this episode is two episodes in one and neither of them... It's like two ideas came together mm-hmm. and they just didn't know how to put them together. Yeah. Yeah, it, it it shouldn't have been a kid on the other end. It should have just been like someone like Dean on the other end who was a witch doing all of this stuff. <laughs> like a frat boy. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 like even even that doesn't really make any sense. I, like, I can't even make that make sense. But yeah. I've been watching Scream Queens, which I've watched the whole season and I still don't know whether it's good or not, you know? i haven't watched it so i I, yeah you should watch it please enjoy it and yeah it could have been some kind of storyline like some dumb magic thing like that anyway yeah it was stupid i do appreciate this one shot because i'm a big fan of the omen um movies and i say movies the Mm -hmm. first one's the only good one but (laughs) i've only ever seen the first one yeah they do a shot of Jesse looking out the window as they leave, which is, I think, a direct mm. um, parallel to Damien looking out the window in the Omen in his like big house. That I'm makes sure sense. Sure, yeah. that is like it. It looks so familiar to me. Um, I don't have those anymore. They used to do a bo- they they had them in a box set of DVDs, and when you folded them out, it was like an upside down cross. <laughs> anyway, they go back to the motel and. Dean's reading through John's journal, which we haven't seen for a while, actually. Mm. Um, they're still in their FBI suits, too. Sam's looked up this kid called, you know, Jesse Turner. Nothing about him, really. He's just sort of an average kid. But he was adopted. Um, and his birth records are sealed. Mm. Sam's managed to unseal them. <laughs> of course, because magic <laughs> and they make a big deal about there being no father listed on his birth certificate and i'm like i'm sure that's more common than you think it is yeah so yeah they they found this lady who is jesse's biological mother she's called julia wright and she lives in a place called elk creek on the other side of the state so not too far they don't have to drive miles they find her house and it looks abandoned almost, like the grass mm-hmm. is really overgrown, there's a big no trespassing sign. Um, but they do walk up to the door and knock on it. The lady who answers behind the door asks for their badges to go through the slot before she passes them back, which is actually really smart. I'll have to remember that. Yeah. Give me ready. Yeah, to check if <laughs> they are who they say they are. She eventually does open the door and but is really suspicious of them. Especially, you know, when she asks, they ask about her son and particularly give his birthday, which is March 29th, 1998. The, the question that really sort of like, trig, you know, triggers her reaction, they ask... We were just wondering, um, was it a... Was it a normal pregnancy? It's such a weird thing to ask. <laughs> Yeah. Right? I mean, they're not good in, like, interrogators anyway, so, like, sure. But, like, 
just randomly asking about somebody's pregnancy is just kind of feels kind of rude. It's kind of rude. <laughs> kind of rude. <laughs> personal. Um, <laughs> so yeah, she tries to shut the door on them, um, but they manage. They get in and they sort of chase her through the house. I guess mm-hmm. she manages to get the kitchen turns and tries to throw salt at well she throws salt at them mm-hmm. um they're like oh <laughs> <laughs> um and she's obviously surprised when it doesn't work and says you're not demons and dean says how do you know about demons <laughs> <laughs> so, can i just say yeah. this whole next section with her explaining what happened to her mm-hmm. why is the camera right up her nose <laughs> like they <laughs> they managed to shoot Sam and Dean just fine. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like a reasonable amount of space around their heads. Yeah. But, like, it's literally right there in her face. And I'm just like, this, your face is too big on this screen. It's to I get the emotion. the emotion. But there was none. <laughs> no. I mean, what happens to this lady is pretty bad. I don't that like this horrific, story. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like it's unnecessarily horrible. Yeah. If you actually like stop and think about what this whole thing sort of into, uh, no. Yeah. As, I don't like it. Which, I mean, it brings the question if this is something that demons can do, mm-hmm. why are there not lots of Jessies out there? Exactly. As well. Or is it a specific set of circumstances that they need? Maybe, yeah. Because. Basically, this woman was possessed by a demon, and while she was possessed by that demon, the demon impregnated her. This is how I... That demon, the demon that was possessing her. Yeah. Yeah, that's how I got... It was not clear, I don't think, until later, that's what happened. They could have done this. I mean, I guess they they wanted the immaculate conception yeah. aspects of it mm-hmm. to make it more, like, antichrist-type deal, because obviously Christ would was an immaculate conception mm-hmm. um is that saying that that's how it happened with the angels like mary was a vessel she said yes and then is, is that what they're trying to imply with that i don't know we, we never get any sort yeah, of that, that's that you, you have to think about the other implications of this as well yeah it's mm-hmm. but like but then jack like she actually did sleep with lucifer didn't she she actually did have like that actually happened. Yeah. So. Yeah, because he and he's in the bot, but he's in the body of the the senator or whatever. I want to say Dick, but it's not that guy by then. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's somebody else. Um, I can't remember if it was the president or someone in office. Someone. We'll get that. Um, so, like, it could have just been another. Like, she could have still been possessed, but it's still horrific, still absolutely, yeah, horrible. But. It, it still could have been like two demons possessed by two people mm-hmm. or two people possessed by demons that make a child rather yeah. than this way, which I feel is, I don't know what, I don't know which one is worse. I think they're both as bad yeah, as each I other. <laughs> bad. I don't know. I just don't like it. It's just, yeah. I think, I think the problem with it, with it is, is that like a demon possessing your body and supernatural is already pretty horrific. And yeah. then, you know, we talk about like consent and the fact that possession is kind of conflated with assault, right? Mm-hmm. And then this kind of takes it to another level, and I just thought it was just a bit unnecessary. Like we could have had. 
The thing is, we could have also had it the other way, which is kind of what happens with Nephilim, is that she, maybe she fell in love with a demon. Like, it didn't have to be so hor- horrific. Maybe she fell in love with someone who was possessed by a demon. Mm-hmm. That's, it's still bad. Right. Um, like, consent-wise, but, like, I don't know. It, it doesn't feel it good. It icked me out, as the kids <laughs> <Yeah>. say. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it didn't. It definitely didn't feel good. Uh, especially since it wasn't It wasn't even good storytelling. Like, <laughs> Yeah. It it didn't add to the story in any kind of way beyond like shock, I guess. Yeah, I think that's the thing, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah, this this lady had a she gave birth to the demon baby and she did think about, you know, getting rid of the baby, but decided mm-hmm. eventually to just have it adopted. Which fine. That's mm-hmm. yeah. She does ask as well about uh Jesse, you know, have you seen him? Like is is he human? Mm-hmm. I do appre- I do appreciate Dean um, for this, but he just says like his name is Jesse. He lives in Alliance, and he's a good kid. Doesn't say about any of the powers and stuff. The fact that people have died. Mm-hmm. There is some kind of recognition that this woman's been through enough. Like she doesn't need to know that. It's like it's not her. Yeah, fault, you know, because yeah. she she it seems like she would maybe blame herself as well. Um, That's true. Yeah. A thing that they also don't follow up on with mm-hmm. this is that, like, she says that she knew what to do when she wasn't possessed anymore, mm. like because of the pain of giving birth. Yeah, she know what she knew what to do. She crawled over, swallowed a whole bunch of salt, and the demon expelled itself. Like, they don't like Sam and Dean don't follow up on that, and it just leads to the end of this episode. And of course, they couldn't. They couldn't not. I don't know. It was. This woman is clearly traumatized. Yeah. And they know that demons and angels are like on their tail most of the time because mm-hmm. they're, you know, they're all for the apocalypse that's going on right now. And like, they're just so careless. Yeah, they really are. And it makes me really angry. <laughs> the thing is, they could have told this woman, who's clearly scared that demons are going to like come get her, they, they could have told her, like, oh, you know how to like this to never happen again? Like, we have these like neat tattoos. Like, mm-hmm. why don't you go and get one? Like, this could, like, could. And we promise you that will mean that you never are possessed again as long as that tattoo's intact. Or just keep, you know, those charms that they had at the yeah. beginning. Like, just why do they not have a whole bunch of those just around to just give to people? Or draw her a devil's trap, like, cheapus, you know? Something. They do actually Something. just abandon this woman. Like, mm-hmm. they ask for her help, get her help, and then just abandon her. Boo. 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 I feel bad because she's just a plot device. This is my problem with this. I don't think men writing this can realise how kind of horrific this actually is to write. Do you know what I mean? Like, if you actually think about the experience, if you've got... Anyway. Yeah, no, I completely agree with you. Like, it it doesn't feel right to have this as a plot device. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, this this episode just made me more angry. I know, right? I'm, I'm also rattling you up, so I'm like, yeah, this. Episode. I didn't like this. I didn't remember this whole section. I just remembered that like Jesse was the Antichrist, blah blah. They never follow up on it, and the pra- It's such a juxtaposition between the beginning of this episode where it's all like, haha, it's really funny. Um, yeah, yeah. I think that's the problem. Is it's just such a mood changer. Mm-hmm. And then it never gets light again in this episode, and I feel nope. like it just leaves you with a really bad taste in your mouth by the end of it and you're like why did Mm -hmm. i just watch yeah you're right yeah you're right yeah 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> so mad at. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's and it yeah, it's such a delicate, such a delicate topic, and then to just be used haphazardly just doesn't feel right. No, it doesn't. No. And there's no like you can use those kind of experiences to sort of say like give a moral mm-hmm. of some kind yeah but there is nothing in this it's like every man in her on this woman's life has abandoned her yeah yeah <laughs> including the winchesters <laughs> including the Winch- including cast presumably yeah. like yeah it's not chuck just come along and just like give her a happy ending please <laughs> but chuck wouldn't do that anyway because chuck's an asshole and she's so. just a plot device like every yeah, woman she... in supernatural oh that's yeah. right i said it <laughs> and i'm in agreement with you <laughs> okay stop being mad about things i guess <laughs> so they say like oh you know we need help because this baby's a demon child um, so they go to the motel and Cass is there. So presumably they called him on the way back. Mm-hmm. Sam does say, I take it you get our message. <laughs> <laughs> um, Cass is basically just says, oh yeah, we got to kill this kid. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Um, yeah. Because he's half demon, half child, far more powerful than either. <laughs> cough, Jack, cough. Other cultures call this hybrid Cambian or Katego. You know him as the Antichrist. Again, if they never said that line, I don't think I'd be as bothered that they never followed this up again. I don't mm-hmm. know, though, because he's still super powerful. Why didn't we get a Jesse Jack fight? Crossover. Because yeah. they would have been about the same age at that point, too. Yeah, and it would have been good if, like, it was when Jack was going through his, I've put in quotes, evil phase, and this kid mm-hmm. has just lived a normal, like, kind of, kind of chill life. You know? yeah i i don't know and like yeah it's funny what happened like with Cass sitting on the whoopee cushion and it farting but like after what we've i I, after what we've just gone through Mm -hmm. i know you're supposed to like lighten the mood but like this is not the way to do it especially since he just said like he's gonna kill this kid (laughs) (laughs) yeah i appreciate a fart joke look I'm a child. <laughs> it's the stoic face for me. Yeah. Um, and it's the who put that there for me, for Dean, but it just doesn't feel right to like. Yeah. It's the lighting of this scene. Like it's still really dark from previous. And mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. It's just weirdly. Out- I guess it's supposed to be weirdly out of place. I'm going to give them a pass on the movie cushion. <laughs> I mean, they had to use it. Really, they yeah. did have to use it. <laughs> a Chekhov's whoopee cushion. <laughs> <laughs> We've seen it, so it has to be used at some point. Exactly. Um. So you know, Sam says like, "Well, you know, this is Antichrist. He must be the devil's son." And Cass is like, "Well, no. The Bible gets it more wrong than it does right. The Antichrist is not Lucifer's child, just demons born." I mean, I guess this is the point because Nephilim are when angels mate with humans. Mm-hmm. It just happened that Jack had an archangel as his father, so maybe he's more powerful than your average Nephilim. I mean, yeah, I know that would make sense, possibly. But he says that one of is one of the devil's greatest weapons against heaven. These like demon children. It's 
Cassie's kind of saying like there has been, the way he's phrasing it, it makes you seem like there has been these more. kids before. Yeah, or like more of them. Mm-hmm. Maybe the angel somehow has put a stop to it and this one demon found a workaround or something. That's why there's not more. Again, I'm filling in the gaps because they don't explain why. Yeah, this doesn't make sense because like they and they just lost the kid, but Cass is like, well, because of his power, he can, but like he doesn't, this kid doesn't know to hide himself. Mm. Oh, I don't know. It makes no sense. Anyway. <laughs> like, it, it makes sense for why they wouldn't go after him after the fact because they don't know how to find yes. him. And now that he knows, he has to hide himself. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, oh, I'll get to those thoughts at the end of this episode. But okay. anyway, yeah. <laughs> so, the de- yeah, the demons lost Jesse. And because his power hides him from angels and demons, apparently, like a force field, Dean calls it. But because Lucifer has risen, the kid is now stronger than he would be normally. Again, I'm inferring. Like, do you know what I mean? Maybe. Yeah. So it says soon he'll do more than just make a few toys come to life, something that will draw the demons to him and they'll find him. Lucifer will twist this boy to his purpose. And then with a word, this child will destroy the host of heaven. Jack. Yeah, he's Jack. <laughs> um, anyway, basically, Cass is like, well, you can't let this happen. And then Sam's like, we can't kill children because he's Sam. Yeah, <laughs> we're the good guys. He's obsessed with being the good guys. Yes. <laughs> and then Cass says to him, a year ago, you would have done whatever it took to win this war. And Sam says things change. And Dean kind of, like, then puts himself in between Cass and Sam. Because they're kind of, like, about to argue with each other. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, Dean's like, look, we're not going to kill the kid. Like, we can't leave him here. We'll take him to Bobby's. He'll know what to do. And then Cass's like, well, if you kidnap him, he's going to get angry. And he's going to be even stronger when he's angry. They need to stop equating anger with power in this show. But they never do. They never do. It's a it's a man thing. They do it in I Star Wars so. too. Yeah. Yeah. So Sam wants to tell this kid the truth, you know, that he's destined to go dark side. We lay it all out, what he is, he might make the right choice. And then Kat says, Well you didn't. Oh <laughs> the burn. The thing is, there were other circumstances yeah. in Sam's case. Yeah. Like, this kid is not being manipulated by a demon. No. And being told that he can use his powers for, like, yeah, no. It's not the same. <laughs> it's not the same. I guess the problem is, is, like, if they do tell him the truth, and, I mean, I'm, I'm, we can get to this again at the end, there's always a chance he could seek out the demons because he wants to know, like, where I'm from because he's just a kid. Um, and then ended up getting turned to the dark side. You know, there is there is risk in telling him about what's actually going on. I, I would agree with Cass there. Yeah, but then it just leads to what happened. Like, if you don't, if someone doesn't tell him the truth from a quote unquote good point of view, Mm -hmm. you can then get the truth from a bad point of view, which is what kind of happens here. That's true. Yeah. Like, because what what she says is not totally incorrect, Mm -hmm. but it's spun in a way that will make him angry versus telling them that like you don't need to be angry at the world that this is what you are yeah mm. oh, 
So much angst. The angst. Yeah. It's too much fun. <laughs> so we cut back to Julia's house and the like mailman surprises her. Um, turns out he's a demon because <laughs> he, he surprised her and she's like, oh, I'm just a little shaky today. And he says, well, talking to the Winchesters will do that to you. Mm-hmm. It's the same demon that she has a kid with. And he's like, you stole something from us, hid it away. That was naughty of you. So we watched and waited. And now they told you where he is, didn't they? It's time we go and visit our son. And then he possesses her. And she walks off. I hate this line too. I think it's gross. So we see Jesse uh, back in his house and he's just getting like a, a cup of water from the kitchen or whatever. And um, Cass suddenly appears behind him. He says, don't be afraid. <laughs> be not afraid. <laughs> I feel like every time an angel says, don't be afraid, we always rephrase it to <laughs> be not afraid. <laughs> they should have just said it. They should have just, just said it. Said it. If Gabriel doesn't say it at least once in the series, oh. then I'm going to be so annoyed. And right. I don't remember if he does. I don't think he does. Come on, just say be not afraid. It's funny. It's funny. It's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> and someone just be like, and he says it to a, like a Mary, like he says it to a Mary. I don't know, whoever. Yeah. A woman named Mary. I would have liked to seen like, you, you know, um, Cash should have done it when he possessed Claire, you know, when he's like a little, little kid. And be like, mm-hmm. be not afraid. <laughs> that's a bad. But you know what I mean? Like, it's just funny. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. Sorry. My brain just jumped because of this episode. Anyway. Um, so, you know, we've debated on what Dean's middle name is. Yeah. So we have John and Mary, mm-hmm. right? Because they couldn't do Joseph and Mary. What if Dean's middle name is Joe or Joseph? <gasps> that would be quite good, actually. Yeah, I could go with that. Dean, Joseph, Winchester. <laughs> yep. That's a convention question. Someone ask, what's Dean's middle name? I, re- I reckon Jensen has an answer. I reckon he's, yeah. he's thought about it. <laughs> and I, I I think he agrees with you. It probably would be Mary. Yeah, just like, what's his name? Jeff Goldblum. It's Jeff Mary Goldblum. That's oh, his, that's okay. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, you can cut that out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> So Jesse obviously calls for his parents, and but Cass has put them to sleep, and he says they won't wake until morning. And then says, after he said, don't be afraid, I won't hurry you, pulls out a knife. Why doesn't he just yep. smite this kid? And why does he have the demon knife and not just like an a- the angel blade? This really annoyed me, because I'm like, the thing is, he very could have easily, I guess, mercifully killed this kid. Mm-hmm. Just gone up to him, like laid hands on him. Maybe he's afraid because obviously it didn't really work with Alistair, right? So maybe he's afraid that he's stronger, like he's too strong, that he's not like it needs an archangel to actually smite this kid and needs a demon blade to kill him. Cass did say he was cut off from heaven. Ah, yes. Maybe that's why. Okay, fine. I fine. Um, but he can still jump around. I guess he's flying. Wings, yeah. yeah, that's different. Question mark. <laughs> so yeah, Cass apologizes, raises the knife, and then Sam and Dean kick the door in. And Dean's like, "Was there a guy here in a trench coat?" And um, Jesse points to the floor, and there's a an action figure. Cass, I love it. <laughs> Where is that prop? 
Can I have it, please? Yeah, I hope it's somewhere. How's that never been auctioned off? I want it. <laughs> so, I just, sorry, go on. Do you think they repainted something? Like there's some, like an action figure in that pose and they just repainted it or they got it like made? I reckon it's made because it looks yeah. too much like cats. Like it's not great, but it's good enough, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So wherever that is, I'm sure it's in, it's probably doesn't exist anymore maybe but. misha has it yeah maybe mm. that's another convention question yeah in this dumb episode did you keep the <laughs> <laughs> you keep the action figure of yourself where is it <laughs> um so dean sets the action figure up on the mantle on a mantelpiece mm-hmm and Jesse asks if that was his friend and Dean lies to him clearly because he's afraid he's going to be turned into a, an action figure too <laughs> a G.I. Joe yeah <laughs> they, how much do you think he secretly wanted that too like to turn into an anyway I don't know yeah. probably not um, and Jesse's questioning like what happened how did I do that and Dean's like well you're a superhero you know you can turn someone into a toy you're Superman minus the cape and go-go boots um and Dean's basically giving the introduction speech for X-Men, which yeah. this kid rightly points out. Um, and he says, yeah, in fact, even the guy that we're going to take you to is in a wheelchair. Um, you'll be a hero. You'll save lives. You'll get the girl. Sounds like fun, right? Mm. Um, but as he finishes up this, Julia walks in and like throws him against the wall. The demon, she says, they're lying to you. She then flings Sam across the room and the demon says, you know, we can't hurt you, orders, but you on the other hand talking about Dean, Mm -hmm. hurting you is encouraged. Mm -hmm. Um, Which I think is interesting. So they want to keep Lucifer's vessel pristine. So I'm guessing it's gone through the grapevine that Mm -hmm. Sam is Lucifer's vessel and everybody's on board now with Lucifer being back. I don't know. Yeah guess i mean if you've been the thing is like i guess if you'd like have been a demon on the fence and then like lucifer actually comes back you'd be like yeah maybe i should get on that side (laughs) yeah i guess so so this demon keeps hurting dean and the kids like leave him alone and she starts to talk to jesse and says like yo you have your father's eyes which is not true because this kid doesn't have dark eyes but whatever they kind of ha- like this is when I really gave up with watching this episode. So, because it's, it's just, I don't know, it just felt like typical. So, this demon's saying that, like, nobody in your family loves you. You know, um, everybody lies to you. Why would they lie to you if they loved you? Mm-hmm. Um, they're not FBI and you're not a superhero. And he says, then what am I? And he says, you're powerful. You have you can have anything you want. You can do anything you want. The demon says they treated you like a child, and it's just like, of course they would. Yeah, but like a child doesn't like to hear that they've been treated like a child. Does that make sense? Yeah, I guess yeah. so. Nobody trusted you. Everybody lied to you. Doesn't that make you angry? And the and Jesse like clenches his fist, mm-hmm. um, and like everything starts to sort of shake a little bit. You know, and the demon's like, wouldn't it be better if there were no lies? Come with me and you can wash it all clean. Start over. Imagine what a world without lies. It's just like, this demon's lying to you right now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, technically, it's true that you could you could technically do all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. 
But, like, that would mean killing your parents. Yeah. And, like, up until until today, this kid had no reason not to love his parents. Exactly. And, like, like, he still does, you know. They're his parents. Sad times. No. And, um... Again, this line from Sam, I had no idea this is what he said. He mm-hmm. says, I just want to tell you. I didn't hear that. I heard like... <laughs> <laughs> Apparently a kid hears it because he um, makes the demon mm-hmm. stop hurting Sam. Um, and says, I want to hear what he has to say. And um, he tells the demon to sit down and shut up. And the demon does exactly that. Yeah. And Sam tells this kid the truth. There's... Um kind of a a war between angels and demons and you're a part of it and sam says you can go with her if you want i can't stop you no one can but if you do millions of people will die jesse asks about you know being half a demon and sam says yes but you're also half human too you can do the right thing you've got choices um but if you make the wrong ones it'll haunt you for the rest of your life and jesse's asking why he's telling him this because I have to believe someone can make the right choice. Even if I couldn't. So you are, yeah, you're right. He's projecting. Sam, making kid. it all about himself. Yep. <laughs> yep. Jesse says, get out of her. The chair flings back and the demon vanishes through the chimney. Yep. Ho, ho, ho. Um, <laughs> and uh, they sort of drop, for, or Dean drops from the. the wall and asks how did you do that and he says i just did and he says kid you're awesome cool it's got so many powers so many powers yeah um (laughs) yeah yeah julia is just like slumped in the chair now so she doesn't really get to see her kid before he leaves either which is yeah um but did she want to? I don't know. Maybe not. I'm not sure. Yeah. Dean picks up Cass, the action figure. Um, <laughs> and he says, look, the truth is he's kind of a buddy of mine. <laughs> <laughs> the word buddy is perfect. Mm-hmm. It's just funny because like, whenever there's like an emotional moment between him and Cass like, later on, it's always like, buddy. But like, <laughs> something else. <laughs> So yeah, you know, he he does ask if he could turn Cass back. And Jesse's like, no, you tried to kill me. <laughs> and um, he, he's like, but he's a, he's a good guy. He was just confused. He's like, okay, we'll talk about it later. Because like, Jesse just like ignores him. <laughs> <laughs> so the plan is now, Dean says to Jesse, that they're going to take him someplace so get him trained up. You'd be handy in a fight, kid. And Jesse's like, well, what if I don't want to fight? Sam explains that, you know, he's powerful, more powerful than they've ever seen. And that makes you, and Jesse interrupts him and says, a freak? He is Sam. He's a baby Sam. Yeah. And Sam says, to some people, maybe, but not to us. See, we're kind of freaks ourselves. Sam's embraced the freak. He knows they're weird. Him and Dean, they're both weird. They're both weird, 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 weird guys. Weird guys. (laughs) (laughs) You know, Jesse says, like, I can't stay here, can I? And Dean says, no, because the demons will be coming. And Jesse doesn't want to go without his his parents. And Sam's like, look, there's nothing more important than family. We get that. Hey. Yeah. Says, and if we want to take, if you really want to take them with you, 
will back your play, but you've got to understand it could be dangerous for them too. Our dad, he would take us with him wherever he went. Where is he now? Dad, a demon killed him. So they're trying to convince him to leave his mum and dad behind, which is... Not a good idea. No, I think they're more likely to keep him, you know, on the straight and narrow kind of thing. And, like, what's, what happens when the demons go to this house? Yeah, they're going to die. And anyway. torture the parents. Mm-hmm. That's true. He, he won't be there to protect them. Yeah. And surely that will make him angry, therefore going dark side. Yeah. It's a, <laughs> it's a dark side pipeline. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And and then Dean says, like, look, look, once you're in this fight, you're in it to the end, win or lose. And then Sam's like, you know, we can't tell you what to do. It's your choice. Well, they're putting a lot on this kid, you know? He's a nine, he, he has no idea what to do. No. He's a nine-year-old kid. Just be like, I don't know. I, yeah. Because you really, he really can't do anything. Because if, if Cass takes him, mm-hmm. the angels will kill him. Yeah. So he can't take him to heaven. No. Taking him to Bobby's doesn't really make any sense. Not no. really. Like, what's Bobby going to do? No offense. He's in a wheelchair mm-hmm. right now. Um, not to say that you can't fight in a wheelchair, but like... I guess teach him to be good. They see Bobby as like the ultimate father figure, right? Who can yeah. teach him to be good. Because apparently his own dad couldn't possibly do that. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Just move the entire family. I think the problem is that there is no real answer to this because really... He's dangerous while he's alive, right? But they don't want to kill him, so it's like. So why does this story even exist? <laughs> <laughs> I know, I hate it too. So, you know, Jesse asks if he'd go say goodbye to his parents. So he goes upstairs, looks in on them. They're asleep because Cass put them to sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he goes to his own room and like sighs and lays down on his bed. And he sees that he has like a massive poster that says Australia. So we cut back down to Sam, like, just sort of, like, throwing Castiel around everything. <laughs> um, I'm getting you back for trying to kill a kid. Yeah. <laughs> this is for her argument earlier. <laughs> and then I D- win. <laughs> Dean, they should, like, done something to Castle. He was an action figure, like, drawn on his face or something. I don't yeah. know. Just to, to come back to the pranks in this episode. Mm-hmm. Dean makes a comment that, like, Jesse's been up there a long time, so they go up to his room and he's gone. Surprise, surprise. No. And Cassie's like, Cassie's back, just randomly. Like, that was Jesse's parting gift to them. Or yeah. is it because he left their, his AOE? I think it's because he left his AOE. Mm-hmm. Um, he's been gone for a long time, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Is only at that moment that when they go upstairs is when he actually vanishes. <laughs> like, I guess he was writing the note, right? Oh, true. Yeah. That's, yeah. He's like, oh, no, they're coming. Quick, better vanish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Sam notices a note and it says on it that he had to leave to keep his parents safe, that he loves them and he's sorry. It's kind of sad because you're right. His parents yeah. are probably going to die anyway. Yeah. He should have taken them to Australia. Mm-hmm. Um. So, th- so this is the point I was going to make earlier. Mm-hmm. If you are the parents of this child that you've adopted, yeah, would you not try to track him down? Almost uh, oh, definitely, right? They, are, I know, in this, uh, they're like they're. I did question this because they are leaving. I don't know how good parents they are because they are leaving him at home. He's like nine to like cook for himself or whatever while they mm-hmm. go and do whatever. But they obviously clearly love him, and he loves them. Yeah. So. 
surely they would he'd be past the missing person and they'd try and find find him also oh. it's the middle of the night yeah right he got up to go get a glass of water his bed is perfectly made when he walks into the room oh yeah <laughs> since he's a demon child and any demon children make their beds in the middle of the night <laughs> everyone knew that Annabelle gosh <laughs> should have thought of it should have thought of it Cass somehow knows that everyone in the town has been put back to normal as well sure the ones that are alive everyone else yeah. is, is there are some dead people um, and then he's gone so they can't find him because of the boy's powers Cass is confirming and we never see him again well, I'm sure we'll talk about that in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> okay, last scene of this. I'm gonna say what it, I'm gonna say what happened, and then I'll tell you what I think about it. There's the Impala. Dean and Sam are in the Impala as usual. They're having a conversation. Mm-hmm. Dean says, "Do you know? Do you think Jesse's gonna be okay?" And Sam's like, oh, "I hope so." And <laughs> Dean's like, "We destroyed that kid's life by telling him the truth." And when Sam says, "We didn't have a choice," Dean, he Dean says. You know, I'm starting to get why parents lie to their kids. You want them to believe the worst thing out there is mixing pop rocks and coke, protecting them from the real world. You want them to go to bed feeling safe. If that means lying to them, so be it. The more I think about it, the more I wish dad had lied to us. Yeah, me too. And then the episode ends. What? Yep. What? I have many... Questions. <laughs> Not many, <laughs> just some. First of all, where's this Dean when he's trying to parent Jack? He forgot all about Jesse. Yeah. Right. <laughs> the thing is, like, this is, oh, this is it. Like, when they do eventually have Jack, they've been through all this. This happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This already happened. So why did they not learn from their experiences? They just do the same thing again. They're like, oh yeah, this is this is what happened. I mean, I guess Jack is a slightly different situation because he just appears like as an ad- adult, essentially. Yeah, but he still has the mind of a nine-year-old. Exactly, like time. a yeah, child. So, and the team really wish that their dad had lied to them, that they were living like normal lives. Because I do have to. I've I've thought about this a little bit. Like, yeah, okay, John could have raised them normal. It Mm -hmm. seemed like probably the better thing to do. But ultimately, in the scheme of things, because of the apocalypse, blah, blah, where Michael and Lucifer's vessels, would that have been a good thing? (laughs) Probably not. (laughs) Because they they are now equipped to be like, ha, no, to the apocalypse. Mm -hmm. But then also they did cause it. So I'm like... <laughs> yeah, like it it really doesn't like this would make sense, right? If they had child like they interacted with children or they had children of their own yeah. or there was again follow up on this because mm-hmm. they're talking about parenting. Yeah. But they never have to be a parent. I'm Dean kind of, I guess Dean kind of parented Sam. Does he wish that he'd like kept things from Sam? I think he did though. He did lie to Sam often about where yeah, John w- was, what they were doing. May, I, so may, maybe it's, so you know how Sam was projecting on this kid to like not choose evil and mm-hmm. this that, and the other. Yeah. Maybe 
Dean is projecting on this kid of being like, oh, well, you know, I wish we didn't have to be John in this situation and that we mm. could have just lied to him. And like, I wish that at four years old, I didn't have to know what demons were. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. I think, it, yeah, I think you're right. In them having to tell this kid this stuff and like basically expose him to the supernatural world, basically becoming his father, which is something that Dean both wants and doesn't want <laughs> concurrently. Right. He he wants aspect of being like I think I feel like that may be the case with a lot of if you're in a good relationship with your parents. Yeah. Like what you would want, like you would want aspects of your parents to carry on with you. Mm-hmm. So like I guess he perceives John's strength. Yeah. And wants that, but like not everything else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is fair. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's a weird note to end the episode on because yeah. what's the moral of the story? Lie to your children? Was that the moral yep. of the story? Let children be children, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's not a bad one. But it's just a weird vehicle to get there. Yeah, <laughs> in a supernatural episode. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, yeah, this is odd. What happened to Julia? She's still in that house, just like slumped in that chair, or did Cass Oh, they take her away? They're going to assume she's got something to do with the disappearance of their son. If she's still there, yeah. If she's still there, yeah. I mean, I'm hoping maybe Cass at least took her home. And etched, rib etched her. <laughs> yeah, you know, protect her in some way. Yeah. But I doubt it. I, they just don't really help the... They don't help a lot of people. They claim they do, but there's a lot of fallout, you know? Yeah. I wonder if there's like a body count somewhere of like not not of like deaths that happened before mm. them but like when they're on the case how many people actually die yeah like the indirectly caused death yeah i feel like there needs to be and i'm surprised they never did this as an episode because it would have actually been kind of they would have done it in a humorous way because i know like i feel like i know them by now <laughs> but they have like a winchester support group like, you know, the yes. people who have come into contact with them and they've completely ruined mm-hmm. their lives. Yeah. Yeah. She would definitely be on it. She would definitely be on it. <laughs> Crowley would be there too. <laughs> and Cass. <laughs> They're actually Basically the founders yeah, of the Winchester yeah. support group. <laughs> oh, that's what we should have called this podcast. The yes. Winchester support group. We should have done. Oh, man. Let's go back like two years or whatever it is. Change the name. Yeah. Yeah. Final final thoughts on this episode, Annabelle? I'll never watch it again. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, I really... Like, last week's episode wasn't great either. Mm. But, like, at least it had, like, humor in it and was just... It was self-aware in a fun way. Yeah. Whereas this one was just... I just feel icky. I I don't particularly, I don't feel good after watching this episode in any way. So I'm just like, yeah, no, it doesn't. I need to watch this again. (laughs) Yeah, I agree with you. It added nothing to any of like, I I didn't even enjoy Cass in this episode because he wanted to kill a child. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Cass was a bad guy in this episode. He was a a bad dude. I'm good not to watch this episode ever again. Yeah, and you don't need to because it, uh, it there's never mentioned that. That's the main thing that was this episode. This child is never mentioned again. They never nope. refer to him. There's not even like a throwaway line of like weird things happening in Australia at some point. Like never heard from again. Well, 
onwards and upwards what's the next episode the next episode is the curious case of dean winchester uh bobby's back so that's gotta be you know wait is this the one where dean gets like really old yeah Uh, i I think it's stupid I, I don't know if it's any better than this episode. I'll be real with you. Uh, like, uh, it's another filler episode. We're in the middle of the goddamn apocalypse. And we're also in the midst of filler episodes. Help. Save. But this one is directed by Robert Singer. So at least we'll have some <laughs> silly zooms. <laughs> all, I, all I remember is the guy who plays old Dean looks like... What's his name? The old cowboy... Clint Eastwood? Clint Eastwood. I'm looking forward to next episode. They should be good. They should be fun. So I, Hopefully it's more fun than this one, because this one was just meh. This is a bit of a I, bummer. So, okay. Again, we've lied to you, <laughs> dear dear audience of ours, when we said there were no filler episodes. Oh, yeah. I think this is probably one of the worst filler episodes of Supernatural, to be <gasps> honest. Bold statement. We'll see. <laughs> you think there's some there's something worse than this? I'm not willing to stake my claim to this now, knowing how many seasons we have left and how many other episodes. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I mean, I say so of the episodes that we have watched. Yes. Oh, yeah. I feel like this is worse than Bugs. I agree. Yeah. There. Do you know? There are many episodes worse than Bugs. I, yeah. And this is definitely one of them. Definitely. I want to say, because this episode bummed me out so much, can our listeners please, I don't know, send us something nice that you did today? That'd be nice. That'd cheer me up. (laughs) I'd like that. Like, ah, I ate a really good cookie. Or had a, like, the sun was shining slightly outside. <laughs> when this comes out as the beginning of spring, so maybe you saw a nice flower. <laughs> oh, or a bumblebee. <laughs> <laughs> so actually, so in the time that this episode comes out and the next one comes out, so you have a week, just, just take a nice picture and send it to us. Oh yeah. I like that. <laughs> I'll start it. I'll I'll find something pretty and take a picture of it and post it somewhere. Yeah, I can do that. It's nice. <laughs> oh, let's end on a nice note after this 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 thing. <laughs> this thing for sure so yeah at the end of this episode we'd like to thank the pixel agora for his amazing logo art um send those pictures to us on any of our social socials uh we are on facebook tumblr instagram as the escaping purgatory podcast or escaping podcast on twitter um and we look forward to seeing what pretty things that are around you so this week we saw some demons we got mad (laughs) (laughs) we bought some action figures yeah so next week hopefully we can find our way out bye bye